Shabbat Shalom, Mighty Messiah, Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. I pray that your week was good. I thank you for tuning in to our channel, and I pray that we are somehow making a difference in your life, bringing you insight, revelation, and greater understanding from the instructions of our Heavenly Father. As we are approaching the Feast of Atonement, I want to share a word with you that this morning I woke up and this word was in my heart, Yahshua came to change lives. He did not come to condemn lives. He, not, he did not come to crucify lives. He did not come to use his Father's power and instructions to puff himself up or to be mean-spirited or to be critical of others. But he came to set the captives free. Now in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 let me get my scriptures Bible here uh, Colossians chapter 1 and I'm sure this is a very familiar verse I was going to quote it to you but it's better if we read it Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says, it's referring to Yeshua, that he has delivered us out of the authority of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have obtained salvation the forgiveness of sins. So Yahweh, through Yeshua, has delivered us and from the powers of darkness. So, like for example in my life, I was deep in drugs, deep in that whole lifestyle, and Yahweh, in His mercy, and I believe the prayers of many in our family for me brought me to a place where I was ready and I was fed up with the lifestyle I was living and when I reached out to the Creator He heard and He delivered me from the powers of darkness from the authorities of darkness and he translated me into the kingdom of his beloved son Yahshua and he I obtained at that moment which was in December of 1980 I obtained according to the scripture salvation deliverance rescuing even the forgiveness of sin. All the lawlessness. All the sin that I ever committed. I was forgiven at that moment. And in Yahweh's eyes, it never existed. Why? 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Messiah, he is a new creation. And old things, meaning your old way of life, has passed away. And all things have become new. I remember when I got up the next morning, I was a brand new creation on the inside. The things that I loved to do beforehand, the drinking, the drugs, the sexual immorality, um, that whole lifestyle 
was changed. Now, there was a little bit of that lifestyle still left, but eventually, Yahweh eradicated it out of my life, purged it out of my life. And I was a brand new individual. I lived my life from that moment forward totally different. And it wasn't anything that I tried to do. It wasn't anything the works of the flesh accomplished. It was the work of Yahweh's Spirit. Even the young man named Gary, who I worked with at Quality Safe and Lock in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in 1979, witnessed to me and said to me that there was coming a day that I would not want to live the lifestyle I was living. And after he shared that, he was not critical of me. He did not point out every time he would smell weed on my clothes or on my breath. He did not condemn me every time. There was times I reeked of alcohol. He did not condemn me. He did not criticize me. He did not judge me. He spoke what Yahweh put in his heart to speak to me. And that was it concerning those things. He stayed in relationship and fellowship with me by we, you know, discussing and and communicating with each other other things like, you know, our business, our locksmithing, um, other things, football and events in the world. But he did not write me off. And see, and I see even in my own self that I've written people off because they were not getting Torah and they were being kind of ugly with me. Well, Yahshua did not write off Judas even though he knew Judas was going to betray him. And we have to stop writing people off even when they don't get it. Even when they persecute you. Even when they say evil things about you. We have to stop writing people off and we have to start being discerning on what we say, how we say it, and when we say it. Now something to think about. And again, this teaching is not to criticize us, but as I've been in Torah for a number of years, even looking at myself and other people, the way that we have come across to others in trying to share the fire and the zeal we have for Yahweh's name, Yahweh's feast, Yahweh's Shabbat, Yahweh's laws and commandments, has not been working. Very few have come to Yahweh because of the words that we have shared. So this tells me maybe we need to reassess how we are approaching others. How we are ministering or trying to share with others. How we are teaching others. And it's like Sister Frances, and that was a lady who was in the first... Uh, assembly that we pastored in Roswell, New Mexico in the 80s. She said to me once, she said, Pastor, it's not how or it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Because a lot of people weren't grasping what I was trying to teach them. And those words were words from Yah's Spirit and they stuck with me even unto this day, and I'm sure she's passed by now. But that precious sister shared with me some words that I'm sharing with you that it's not so much what you say, meaning Yahweh's laws and commandments, the Shabbat, His name, His feast day, so on and so forth, but it's how you say it. The Spirit 
in which you say it. Now remember, I believe it's Matthew 16, and Peter asked Yeshua, Yahshua, if he should take out his sword to, uh, let me let me just go there because I'm not remembering the exact quote, but Yeshua responded to him. He said, Peter, you don't know what spirit you are of. Let's see if I can find it real quickly. Um, uh, that's not, that's not the chapter. But I, I think, I, I, re I remember the quote by Yeshua that he said to, his, to Peter that he didn't know what spirit he was of and I think he was wanting to cut off their ear or go to a physical fight or to call, no, to call fire down from heaven on them. That's what it was. He said, you want me to call fire down from heaven on them? And then Yeshua said, you can Google that phrase. Well, here, I'll Google, I'll Google it real quick. Um, and we can look at the verse. Calling fire. Bear with me. It's in Luke 9 and verse 54. So let's turn there. Luke 9 and verse 54. Now, I'm outside on our patio, and our neighbors just started playing their music very loud, so if you hear it, I apologize. Um, in verse 54, he says, And seeing his disciples, Jacob and John said, Master, do you desire that we call fire to come down from heaven to destroy them even as Elijah did. They're quoting the Torah. So there can't be anything wrong with that, right? And turning, he rebuked them and said to them, You do not know of what spirit you are. And see, in many times, we in Torah are like that. And there's another verse in um, John 16 verse 12 where Yeshua said that he had many words that he desired to say to his disciples and he said but you are not able to receive them so, in the same way, there are many people that you may want to share Yahweh's laws and commandments with, His Torah with, but they may not be able to receive it. They may not be able to hear it. And, and there are things in my life, and I'm sure things in your life, that Yahweh and Yeshua, by the Spirit, want to communicate to you, but you are not mature enough yet, you are not able yet to receive it. And so he doesn't say anything. Why? Because one, you wouldn't hear it. Two, you may get offended by it. And three, it may do more damage than good. Now remember what Yeshua said, that if, that if we say something to a child and it becomes like a millstone tied around their foot and thrown into the water, it would not be good for us and for them. And so we need to be very discerning on the words that we share with people and what we say and how we say it. Now, Yeshua said this morning in my heart that He came to change lives. And if you receive Him, it doesn't matter if you're a murderer, a rapist, child pedophile, 
if you're a drug addict like I was, alcoholic like I was, if you were, are involved in sexual immorality, addiction, um, being a thief or what, whatever lifestyle, doesn't matter. If you truly desire to change, if you truly are fed up with your life of sin, He came to change your life and He's, he's waiting to change your life. I'll share this testimony with you. Uh, some years ago, I was still a drug addict. I was renting a room in my aunt's house. And I prayed and I said, why can't I be happy like I was when I, I there was a, a year and a half period that I went through treatment and I didn't use drugs or alcohol. And I had joy. I was joyous. I enjoyed life. And I said in my prayer, why can't I be happy like that? And it was like a presence. Yahweh's Spirit came into my room and I heard these words. Stop using drugs. And that was just the first step. That wasn't all I needed to ever do. But that was the first step. Like in Acts 15 when they gave those four commandments. Those were the first step to those pagans on what they needed to do in their life as they turned to Yahweh. Acts 15, just read it. And when that was spoken in my heart, quit the drugs, I said, I will quit everything but the pot. And immediately that presence left. He wasn't going to negotiate. He was just going to wait until I got ready to even let go of, of the pot, everything. And that took place a number of months later as my sister witnessed to me about a personal relationship with the Messiah. Now she wasn't condemning and she could have pointed out all kinds of things I had done to our family, but she didn't. She talked to me about Yeshua, a personal relationship with the Messiah. Now, at that time, all we knew was his name uh, was that his name was Jesus. But, anyways, that night I called upon him. I called upon who I knew to be the Creator, and he came, and I had a vision of him, and he transformed my life, and he will do the same to you. It don't matter where you are. I remember reading testimonies of people that were sentenced to a lot of years in prison. And they had a personal encounter with the Messiah. And he changed their life from the inside out. It wasn't jailhouse religion. It was a true conversion. Like Saul in Acts chapter 9, he was religious. He was persecuting the body of Messiah. He was approving murders in the body of Messiah. And Yeshua appeared to him and said, through a vision, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That changed his life. He had a personal encounter. Yeshua came to change our lives. But we first have to have that personal encounter. Think about the children of Israel in Egyptian slavery and bondage. Did Yahweh instruct them on the commandments before He delivered them or after? It was after He delivered them. It was after the, that Yahweh delivered them. And after they, He delivered them, he then taught them how to follow Him. How to learn of His ways. See, what we're trying to do is we're trying to convince usually religious people that are steeped in religion concerning Yahweh's commandments. And Yeshua even 
converted very few religious people. I know Nicodemus was one of them, but there were very few. Most of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he never were able to reach, at least during his physical life. But he did reach the broken, the sick, the diseased, those in deep poverty, those that were blind, those that were beggars, those that were demonic. And after he reached them, he then taught them, and they followed him. They followed him. See, it isn't salvation through obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. It's having that, oh, we hear thunder. It's having that personal encounter with the Messiah, with Yahweh, with His Word, and then we begin to follow Him and we go and we connect with people that will teach us His ways, His laws, His commandments. And that's what Acts 15 was about. People were trying to say, Pharisees that were unbelievers were trying to say that the only way people can be saved is if they were circumcised. And the apostles said, we never gave no such commandment. He, and then he gave four instructions from the Torah and, only, and it isn't that they were the only four that they needed, but it was just four to get started and then encourage them to go to the synagogue on the Shabbat and there they would slowly and graciously be instructed into Yahweh's laws and commandments and learn the things that they, that they needed to learn. None of us, when we had that personal encounter, when we were born from above, when we became that new creation, when we were delivered from the authorities of darkness, from demonic powers, none of us were given a whole bunch of rules and regulations to follow. We just had that encounter. And then usually... Back in those days, we went to church or we watched some um, TV evangelists teaching the scriptures, and we slowly began to learn about the principles in Yahweh's Word about forgiveness, about loving, walking in love, about the gifts of the Spirit about walking by faith and not by sight. And now granted, most of us never learned about the Shabbat, about the feast days, and so about His name. And so in today's world, in today's spiritual realm, we have been graced with that understanding about the Shabbat, the feast days, all this, that, and the other. But if you're trying to teach that to the religious, chances are they're not going to hear it. Because they have not been prepared for it. You're witnessing to them with grace and love and meekness will be the seed that at some point, like when Gary shared with me that one word that there was coming a day that I would not want to live the lifestyle I was living, and then that was it. At a year later or so, that seed harvested. And we have to realize that just because we share something once, twice, three times, and they don't get it, and they may even lift up arguments and criticalness and they may think you're nuts 
we still need not cut them off. Because when they're ready, they're going to reach out to you. Like, when I got born from above, Gary, I thought, still lived in Milwaukee, but he moved to Tennessee, and I was in New Mexico. And through channels, I was able to connect with them, and I shared with them what happened. And I'm sure he was very grateful and excited he was actually in Bible school in Tennessee. And so many of us have made mistakes in sharing things with people that they weren't ready to receive it. We need to mature and be discerning and gracious, loving. We also need to be discerning of what to say and when to say it and realize they not, might not be able to say it, to hear it. I remember a lady in our fellowship said to me once, why didn't you share, with, share that with me before? And I said, you weren't ready to receive it. So as a good shepherd, we need to be discerning. We need to know, yes, Yeshua came to change their life. They need to have a personal encounter with the Messiah. Maybe they have. But maybe they're not ready to hear what, what you want to share with them, maybe about the feast days, or maybe about unclean foods, or maybe about the Shabbat. They may not be able to hear that yet. We need to be discerning. We need to be discerning. Now, in Romans 10.13, and this is quoted from Joel 2.32, it says that all those that call upon the name of Yahweh, or you might call upon the name of Yeshua, you shall be rescued. Now, all I knew at the time was G-O-D. Well, we now know that G-O-D is a pagan name for a pagan deity. But there are many people, they think that's the Father's name. And until Yahweh prepares them, they're going to probably keep referring to Him with that name. And you've got to give them time, and you've got to be discerning if they're ready to receive it. And it's not something you, you discern it in your, in your head or in your flesh, but you discern it in your spirit by the power of Yahweh's spirit. Now, in Acts 15, verse 19, and I referred to this earlier, that that verse says that many were turning to Yahweh. What was the lifestyle they were coming out of? They were coming out of pagan, idolatry, goddess, sexual immorality worship, where they would go to pagan temples and commit sexual sin. They would drink blood offered to pagan idols. They would eat meat that was offered to pagan idols as a form of pagan worship. And so, the apostles met them where they were at and instructed them that as they have turned to Yahweh, they need to stop doing that. Remember the woman caught in the act of adultery. What did Yeshua say? Now, he could have picked her life apart and criticized her and pointed out all the things that she wasn't doing. Maybe she wasn't keeping Shabbat. Maybe she wasn't keeping the feast. Or maybe she wasn't doing this or, or, or this, that, or the other thing. But he didn't. He just said, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Or go and do not practice lawlessness. Or do not continue in this lifestyle that you were involved in. Now, we know there was a dude involved in it, too, 
But she was the one that the religious leaders were pointing out. And so it was her life that was transformed. Now think about in Mark chapter 5, I believe it was. The maniac was possessed by a legion of demons. That's thousands of demons. And Yeshua set him free. And he was clothed and in his right mind. Yeshua changed his life. He didn't tell him about the commandments. He didn't tell him about the Shabbat. He didn't tell him about the feast days. He didn't tell him about uh, clean and unclean foods. He first transformed his life by the power of the Spirit, because we know that Yeshua cast out demons by the power of Yahweh's Spirit. And it was after he experienced and had a personal encounter through the power of Yahweh, through the power of Yah's Spirit and Yeshua, and he was sitting in his clothed mind, then... He began to be taught and learn about Yahweh's instruction. See, I believe in Torah, many of us are trying to put the cart before the horse. We're teaching or trying to release or reach religious leaders or people that are already have had some sort of experience with the Messiah, even though they call him J.C., which is not his name, instead of focusing our attention upon the people that Yeshua focused his main attention upon, and that was the people in Galilee. That was the people that couldn't afford to go to doctors. That was the people that were living in the mountains, that were in the hillsides, that were crippled, that were maimed, that were, that were halt. Here, let, let's, let's read it in Luke chapter 4. The Gospel of Luke chapter 4. And this is who Yeshua focused his life on not on the religious people. And see, we need to realize that many of our posts on YouTube or on um, Facebook probably are not going to come across the feeds of unbelievers or people that are really hurting. But I have had people testify, they said, I don't know how your video came across our, my feed, and then they connected with us. But yet, they were already being dealt with by Yahweh in Yahweh's spirit about the commandments, about His name, so on and so forth. And we were just there to be a blessing. Now look in Luke chapter 4, verse 31. It says, And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his doctrine, because his message was with authority. And in the synagogue was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And so when you read this, there was only one person in the synagogue that he was able to change their life. But then it says, um, verse 37, And a report about him went out into every place of the neighborhood. And rising up from the synagogue, Yeshua went into the house of Simon, 
And the mother-in-law of Simon was being seized with a great fever, and they asked him concerning her, and he standing over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. And the sun was sinking, all as many as had sick ones with various diseases brought them to him, laying hands on each of them, and he healed them. And also demons came out from many, crying out and saying, You are the Messiah, the Son of Elohim. And he rebuking them, he did not allow them to speak, for they knew he was the Messiah. Now, if you read, in many instances, Yeshua went into the hill country, healed the sick, cast out demons, raised the dead, the blind saw, the maimed walked, the crippled were restored. That's who Yahshua mainly was ministering to. He restored their life to normal. He changed many of their lives. Think of Mary Magdalene who he cast seven demons out of her life. Her life was so changed that she was the first one at the tomb when Yeshua was resurrected that Yeshua spoke to. Her life was changed. Her life was changed. And so the main... Um, theme in this teaching is first of all that Yeshua came to change lives. But he's not going to change lives by you and I preaching to them all the commandments. They first have to have a personal encounter either with the Scriptures and seeing Yeshua and Yahweh in the Scriptures, or they have to have a personal encounter with Him supernaturally, or some way they experience Him. And usually it's not in an assembly church setting. It's usually in the prisons. It's usually in the bedrooms. It's usually in the living rooms. It's usually in the vehicles. It's usually in the jails. It's usually wherever everyday life is and the individual calls out to the Creator. Now, he may not call out upon the proper name, the Hebrew name, but he calls out to the Creator according to the name that they think is the Creator or they've been taught of all their life. And it's after conversion, and it's after they become a new creation, it's after they become born from above, it's after when their heart has been changed out of lawlessness, out of a life of whatever darkness they were involved in, into having a heart for the Father, having a heart for the Son, having a heart for the Scripture. That is when we should and can minister Yahweh's Torah, Yahweh's instructions, Yahweh's laws and commandments, like they did in Acts 15, gave them a few simple instructions, and then from there, they were to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath, and then they would continue to learn a little at a time. See, none of us know, like when I started to keep the Sabbath, I didn't know what to do, how to do it. I just followed my heart and didn't work. That's all I knew to do. Same way with the feast. I don't know all there is to know 
about the feast, but I try to keep them according to the understanding and the faith and the instruction that Yahweh has given to me, as I've learned from other people. Now, I've, things that I've learned from other people, as I've grown, I've seen that some of what they teach are just the traditions of Judaism. So we have to go back to the scriptures. For example, the Feast of Trumpets, which is, uh, was last week, I used to believe it was a two-day feast because that's what I was taught. That's what other Torah people taught me. But then I went, I heard a teaching from a brother. And then I went to that scripture and I saw it because I never saw it before. Without that brother, I might not have ever seen it. And he said, and he taught that the Feast of, of Trumpets is a one day because in Leviticus 23, it talks, it, it uses the word day. And in Numbers 29, again, when it's referring to the Feast of Trumpets, it uses the word day singular, not days, or not two days. If it was two days, Yahweh would have said it was two days. When Yahweh in, uh, taught about the Feast of Sukkot, he said it was an eight-day feast. And other days that were a number of days, feasts that were a number of days, he said there were a number of days. And then feasts that were an individual day, like Passover, trumpets, it's all one day. So as you grow in Messiah, as you grow in Torah, you are going to learn things that before violated, quote-unquote, the Scriptures. But Yahweh knew your heart was correct. Yahweh knew your heart was to keep the feast. Yahweh knew your heart was to keep the Sabbath. You might have been keeping the Sabbath, but you may not have known, um, say, about clean foods. And yesterday we talked about how marshmallows are made from, from pork and Fritos and... Um, Nacho cheese Doritos are made from pork. And some in the assembly said, don't tell me, oh no. They didn't know that. And so we all learn, and we all are learning, and we need to be gracious. We need to be loving. We need to be kind. Think about this. When Yahshua was ministering to his 12 disciples, which included Judas, he did not criticize Judas. He did not point out Judas's business to everybody that, you know, they didn't even get it when he shared with it on that last meal they had together. Yeshua did not cut off Judas from the fellowship. Even though he was turning and going to, to turn against Yeshua and turn Yeshua over to the religious leaders of Jerusalem, of Judaism. He didn't cut him off. So I pray this teaching has given you some thought about it's not what we say, it's how we say it. That first off, people have to have an experience and encounter with the Messiah. However the Messiah chooses, or Yahweh chooses. And it's after that. 
that we are to bring the Torah to them. Now, if they've already been ingrained in, say, Christianity or Mormonism or, you know, other things, we have to be very discerning and loving and gracious in instructing them in righteousness. And that's the way Yeshua was. Now with the religious leaders, he was blunt and bold. But he didn't reach many religious leaders. And see, we need to be about reaching people. Not reaching people that are reached in a, another religion. But we need to go to the streets, so to speak. To the highways, to the hurting, to the broken. We need to maybe think of, we need to approach this with a different approach than what we've been approaching because it hasn't been working. It hasn't been reaching lives. One of the things my nephew Bruce and I taught, he was Catholic, but yet him and I continued in a relationship. I shared a few things that by the Spirit I thought he was able to receive it. And he's passed on now. But for the most part, we just had relationship. We talked about things that we enjoyed. We talked about TV shows we watched. We talked about sports because both of us were big sports fanatics. We talked about different things and we kept an open channel of communication. And we need to do that with people that are not getting what you are trying to communicate. Don't keep trying to force feed them the steak and the meat and potatoes of the scriptures. Because if they don't grasp it, and if they don't have ears to hear, they're not going to be able to receive it and swallow it. Just like Yeshua said, there are many things, many words, I want to share with you, but you're not able to receive it. And I'm sure there are many things in my life as well as your life, that Yeshua wants to communicate to you that we are doing wrong or are not 100% Torah, but we are not able to yet see it or receive it. And so, we need to be patient. We need to be gracious with each other. As He is patient with us, not cutting us off, because we don't understand or walk in certain aspects of Yahweh's laws and commandments or the Torah. So Father, we just thank you for this word, these instructions. We pray that we would receive them. We pray that you would explain them, amplify them to them, to us. We pray that our hearts would be open and to uh, receive it and to think about it. And Yahweh, that you, when we are able to receive it, would communicate what we need to hear. That we would have ears to hear. And we have here ears to hear in some things, but other things we may be stubborn in. We may have put up boxes, religious walls around us, and some of us may even be like the religious Pharisees and Sadducees of Yeshua's day where we are critical and condemning and we need to stop that. We need to be like Yeshua. We need to minister like Yeshua. We need to be loving like Yeshua. We need to be gracious and meek like Yeshua. We need to focus not on the religious 
not on people that have already had an experience with the Messiah, but we need to focus on the hurting. We need to focus on the broken. Yahweh, empower us with the power of your spirit like never before to go into the highways and the byways and to compel them to come and turn to Yahweh. Just as they did in Acts 15. They were still involved in their paganism. But they slowly began to teach them of Yahweh's ways. Help us, Father. And Father, forgive us in any way that we have caused a young one to stumble. We have caused people to be offended. Father, cleanse us. And as you began, <clears throat> way back on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, to purge us of the leaven of the Pharisees, purge us even further of leaven, wrong teaching, wrong ways that we've been approaching others. And as Deborah Murphy shared with me years ago, maybe you need to think about using the stairs when the elevator wasn't working. And so, Father, ways that have not been working, we need to think about going up the stairs, going in a different approach, a different direction. That is a word from Yahweh for all of us. Receive it, chew on it, digest it, and let Yahweh's Spirit teach you what He's trying to communicate. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on our website, YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com. We have a, a Facebook page after the same name. We have a group after the same name. Or if you want to connect with me, Mark Pulley, you can connect with me on Facebook. But until next time, may you reach people that the world says is unreachable. May you reach people that are in darkness and lead them to the light. May you reach people that are involved in lawlessness like we once were. And may the power of Yahweh's name and the power of Yahweh's Spirit flow through you to lead them to Yahweh, to, for them to turn away from paganism to Yahweh. Until next time, Yahweh bless you, Yahweh make His face shine upon you, and Yahweh be gracious to you, and Yahweh make a way for you and in you in areas of your life that need a way to be made, but also make a way for you to reach the lost, to reach the broken, to reach the afflicted, to reach the bound, to reach the dying, to reach those that are perishing, to reach those that are poor, to reach those that are struggling in life, that are oppressed in life, that are demonized, where there seems to be no way. Yahweh bless you.